Would you stand as we welcome our illustrious pastor, Pastor Jeremy. Can we give that to Jesus today? Amen. How many is thankful for the Lord today? You may be seated. I want to thank our public servants again uh, for what they do. Can we give them one more hand? Thank them for being here today. And uh, Congressman, Congresswoman Miller, uh, the Lord already spoke through you today, and you're about to found, find out how. But uh, Psalm 104 says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. And this week we're entering into Thanksgiving week. And how many knows that if anybody should be thankful, it should be the people of God. Amen? How many has got so much to be thankful for? And I want to talk just for, for a few minutes on God loves gratitude. Why don't you look at your neighbor and say, God loves gratitude. The Lord says that when we come into his presence, we should come in with thanksgiving. How many came into church just glad today that you have one more opportunity to lift up the name of Jesus? To be in his house. And we are grateful today. We're grateful for the cross. We're grateful for everything that God has done for us. But if the only thing he gave us was himself at the cross, how many knows that was enough? That was enough. And God commands gratefulness. Colossians 3.17 says, And whatever you do, in word or deed, do it all what? In the name of Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Everything we should do, everything, every prayer that we, we pray should be peppered with thanksgiving. We, we should do nothing without thanksgiving, he says, and in the name of Jesus and uh, I, what I have found is this, is that uh, failure to give thanks can quench the work of the Holy Spirit in my life. Right. If you want to keep the move of the Holy Spirit in your life, if you want the favor of God in your life, stay thankful. Never forget <clears throat> what God has done for you. And you know, that is a habit. That has to be practiced. Gratitude is a habit. It doesn't come naturally for some of us living a life of thanksgiving that is rooted, it's rooted in this, it's rooted in the knowledge that I don't deserve anything I have. I mean, is that every good thing that we have comes from God. Whether it's our bodies, the breath in our lungs, our wealth, whatever we have, all comes from Jesus. And once you realize that, you'll always be thankful. Because you can always find something to be thankful for. And, and gratitude opens up more blessings. If you want to cut off the flow of blessing in your life, if you want to shut the windows of heaven, stop being thankful. And the, the opposite of gratitude is what's so prevalent in, in our culture right now, and that is this, entitlement. You owe me. And, and if you want to cut off the flow of blessing in your life, have an entitled attitude towards God. I deal with so many people who feel like God owes them everything. When in fact, we are at his mercy. We're, we are entirely in need of him and every 
small thing or great thing that he gives us. He doesn't have to give us, but he does it through his grace and mercy. Can we just thank him right now? How many thankful for everything that God has given you? And so an entitled mindset says, you owe me. People owe me. My family owes me. Everybody owes me. And this attitude is repulsive to God. And what I found is an entitled attitude always demands more. Never satisfied. Never happy. But people who are grateful, people who understand what God has done for them, are always grateful for the next thing, are always willing to say thank you. And there's a story, as I was preparing this week, that I thought illustrates this so well, Congresswoman Miller, and that's in Luke 17, where Jesus heals 10 lepers. So thank you for introducing my sermon today. And it says in Luke 17, on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priest as they were cleansed. Then one of them, everybody said one of them, turned back. When he saw that he was healed, he turned back and praising God with a loud voice, he fell on his face, at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now, he was a Samaritan. Now, that's a very important little detail. He was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered, we're not ten cleansed. Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except for this foreigner? And he said to them, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Then when one of them, uh, uh, verse uh, 19 uh, he says, rise and go your way. Your faith has made your will. Then there's four things that this man did that I think that we can glean from today that shows us a spirit of atti uh, attitude of gratitude. And verse 15, it says, then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back. The first point I want to give us today is this. Gratitude makes the eff extra effort. Gratitude makes the extra effort. Right. We don't know how far this man got before he realized that he was healed. But somewhere along the way, he turned back to find Jesus to thank him. And that's what thankful people do. They make the extra effort to express their gratitude to the person that they owe gratitude to. And walking a few minutes out of his way was a small price to pay to thank Jesus. And people who don't make the effort to express gratitude, aren't really thankful. If you're going to express gratitude, you've got to make the effort. You've got to write the note. You've got to make a phone call. Sometimes that means you have to hunt somebody down who you don't even know their name, but they did something for you, and you make the effort to express your gratitude. And I find it interesting that only one of the ten lepers came back to say thank you. And I just wonder... As our congresswoman has said, I just wonder if those percentages hold true. Are only 10% of people truly thankful? And I don't know about you, but I want to be one of the 10%. If there's only 10%, I want to be able to say thank you. And what's interesting is that the one that did come back was an outsider. It says that he was a Samaritan. 
Now, the other nine presumably were Jewish. They, they knew uh, the drill. They, 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 they were more accustomed to religion of the day. And, and this guy probably didn't know the ins and outs. He was an outsider. And I think that that principle may hold true, that sometimes the more familiar we get with things, the less thankful we get. The more familiar we get with church, the more familiar we get with religion, we think that God just owes us certain things. Sometimes we just come into church and we don't think about all that God has done for us. We think about our problems, but we don't think all the good things that God did for us this week. Amen. And I just want to challenge us today that you can always find one thing to thank God for. And like the woman that we talked about last week who worshiped at the feet of Jesus who she was an outsider, but she was aware of what God had done for her. Let's always keep in the front of the, our mind where God has brought us from and what God has done for us. Yes, there might not be everything in our life that's perfect, but I, I want to thank God today that I'm here in good health. I want to thank God today that I live in the greatest country in the history of the world. I want to thank God today I have food on my table. I want to thank God today I have a vehicle. Come on, is anybody thankful today? Does anybody, your, your life's not perfect, but you have something to thank God for. Thank you, Jesus. The more you give entitled people, the more they expect. And I don't just wonder if the problem with the other nine was they were a little bit entitled. Maybe they thought because of who Jesus was that they were owed a miracle. That it was expected that he do that. And this man, because he was an outsider, knew he wasn't deserving. Knew what Jesus had done for him. And so our prayers should be filled with gratefulness and thanksgiving. Not just a wish list. And I'm as guilty as anybody of getting sucked into that trap of making prayer a wish list. God, do this. God, do that. And sometimes maybe we just need to take time out and stop asking for stuff and just say, thank you. Lord, I might need a new car, but I thank you for the one I have. Lord, my, my life needs upgraded here and there. I need that new iPhone 15. We're at 15, right? Is that where we're at? But, Lord, I, th I thank you for my iPhone 10. Come on, somebody. Lord, I, I thank you, Jesus. My life isn't perfect. Lord, I'm going to thank you for what I do have. And if, God, you never answer one more prayer for me, the cross is enough. Salvation is enough. How many knows that that is true wealth? It's knowing Jesus. Out of 7 billion people on the planet, I know who Jesus is. Come on, how many knows that's something to be thankful for today? So one of the reasons that we came here today is to say thank you. To be like this one leper who came back to find Jesus and made the effort. Gratitude makes the effort. Gratitude is a habit. Gratitude is a mindset, just like entitlement is a mindset. Just like entitlement says, you owe me, you owe me, you owe me. Gratitude says, thank you, thank you, thank you. Gratitude never runs out. The second point I want to give us today is that gratitude motivates us to worship. Verse 17 says, then 
one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back and he was what? Praising God with a loud voice. And if this is your first time here today, you might have heard some of that. Some praising God with a loud voice. That's because you're around some grateful people. And gratitude draws us to worship. Gratitude lets the person know that we're grateful. Gratitude, this is so important, gratitude has to be expressed. You can't just say, well, I, I, I assume that they know I'm thankful. No, you need to say it. You need to express it. Why do we worship? Because we need to express how grateful we are for what God has done for us. Feeling gratitude and never expressing it is like wrapping a gift and never giving it. If you're going to give the gift, you have to present it. You have to show it. You have to say the words. You need to say thank you. You need to say, I appreciate that. Gratitude is an essential element to our worship. As we read, we're, we're to enter into his courts with thanksgiving and praise. And, and uh, Ephesians 5.18 says we need to speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in our heart to the Lord. How? Giving thanks. Always. Everybody say always. In the good times, we give thanks. In the bad times, we give thanks. In, in the tough times, we give thanks. When the bank account's low, we give thanks. When the bank account's where it needs to be, we give thanks. We give thanks always for all things to God the Father. How? In the name of Jesus. We need to live a lifestyle of praise and worship that is rooted in thankfulness. And you've heard me say this so many times, but I'm going to say it again. If you learn to be grateful, if you have a spirit of gratitude, you'll never walk away from God. How do we walk away from God? Well, we get the attitude of the other nine and we think we're entitled. And here's what, why that is so dangerous. An entitled attitude always is grading God on how he's done lately. How many have ever been through some tough times where if you're honest, you think, Lord, are you there? Are you awake? Lord, I, th I think you missed it today. And if we live our life thinking that every prayer we pray is going to be answered exactly the way we prayed it, the way we want. You're not going to last in a relationship with Jesus very long. You know why? Because he's Lord and we are not. He's sovereign and we are not. He, he will do what he wants to do in his timing and his place, not in our timing. His thoughts are above our thoughts. His ways are above our ways. But if we stay grateful... And we say, Lord, it doesn't matter what comes in my life. I'm never going to forget how you saved me. I'm never going to forget how you baptized me. I'm never going to forget, Lord, what you've done for me. I cannot tell it all. Does anybody have that testimony today? You can't tell of everything. The heart of worship is to be thankful. I'm going to say this. You cannot be ungrateful in worship at the same time. Can I have questions? Yes. Can I be somewhat looking for answers? Yes. But I cannot be ungrateful in worship at the same time. And how many knows that the Father is looking for worshipers? He's not looking for preachers. He's not looking for teachers. He's not looking for anything else but worshipers. We're all worshipers at the foot of the cross today. How many wants to worship him 
in spirit and in truth today. The third thing that I see from this man is that gratitude reveals my attitude. Gratitude reveals my attitude. Verse 16, it says, he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Boy, that reverberates with the story we talked about last week with the woman who fell at Jesus' feet and she washed his feet with her tears and dried them with her hair. She didn't care what it looked like. It went beyond words. This man, too, falls at the feet of Jesus. And the word humble, you know, the word humble means to go low. And if you're going to be grateful, you've got to go low. You've got to lower yourself. If you aren't grateful, you're not humble. Entitled people are proud people. Humble people are grateful people. And, you know, I think that the mark of a grateful person is realizing no matter where you get in life, the only way you got there was a long line of people who helped you get there. You see, today behind me are Sunday school teachers, parents, preachers, pastors, school teachers. A lot of you in this crowd today help me get to wherever I am in life. And today, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for this church. Come on, we need to give this church a hand. I'm grateful. Whoever has sowed into my life, thank you. Whoever has taught me, thank you. And a humble person realizes that, that you didn't get there by yourself. But you got there through some hardworking parents. You got there through some people who sowed into your life. And so gratefulness expressed to God and others is my acknowledgement that I need you. I need you today. I need you in my life. I'm grateful today for each one of you that's shown me kindness. I'm thankful today that when tough times come, I've got a great big old family that I can run to. Come on, how many is grateful for God's church today? How many is grateful... I want to say to my parents, uh, thank you. I want to say to, to my sister and Brett and uh, Tucker. Come on, Tucker's home from college. Just give him a hand. Thank you. <laughs> to my wife, thank you. Thank you for all that you do for our family. Come on, why don't we, if, whoever you're sitting next to, why don't you just tell them thank you for something, whatever they do. Come on, let's put this into action. Let's, let's get an attitude of gratitude. Men, this is your chance to score some points. Don't, don't waste it. There isn't one of us today that is worthy of the blessings of God. I'm going to say that again. There's not one of us here today that is worthy of the blessings of God. We all are like this one leper who we didn't deserve it. We don't deserve to be called by God. We don't deserve to be saved today. But he did it anyway. And it's Ephesians Chapter 2, for by grace you have been saved. Come on, how many today, that's your testimony. We, we talked about that last week, but I think we just need, because we live in an entitled age. We live in an age where people are always wanting more, 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 and it's never enough. And we need to be countercultural in this house. And when we leave this place today, we need to say thank you to our waitress. We need to tip that waitress. Come on, let's be a good witness. We need to say thank you to people who help us in stores and shops. We need to say thank you to our coworkers. We need to have an attitude 
of thankfulness because we've been given so much. And the Samaritan man knew that he had no business experiencing the healing and blessing of God in his life. And the first step away from God is when we lose gratitude. Matter of fact, the, the word of God says that in the last days, people will be ungrateful. People won't know what they have and won't be grateful for it. And if you never forget what God has done for you, you'll never walk away from him. So gratitude reveals my attitude. My lack of gratitude reveals my attitude. And a lot of times I've found that when my attitude goes bad, when I get bitter, when I get angry, when I just have a little angle towards somebody, it's usually because I have a lack of gratitude in my life. And, and here's, here's something to practice. Maybe that person's not perfect, and, and so many times we can talk about all the bad things, but let's remember the good things they did. Maybe that parent wasn't perfect, but let's remember the good things that they did. Maybe that pastor wasn't perfect. Come on, somebody. But the next time you run down that pastor, just remember the times they prayed for you too. Remember the times that they loved you when you didn't deserve it. And we'll, we'll expect the same from you, amen. And I wanna just challenge you, if you wanna breathe new life into your relationships, be grateful. Come on, men, the next time that you come home from work and dinner's ready and the house looks like it's fit for a king, maybe you need to say thank you. Maybe that would breathe some new life into your marriage if you, you said thank you every once in a while. Uh, kids, come on, students, maybe you need to practice saying thank you to some teachers. Maybe some teachers would have a better attitude towards you if you said thank you every once in a while. And I, I teach some of these kids. I'm, I'm not, I don't mean that. Like, don't come tomorrow and just say thank you out of obligation. But you gotta say thank you. If you want to be honored, you've gotta give honor. If you want people to honor you, you've gotta show thanks. You've gotta show gratitude. I believe that if we showed gratitude and thanks to one another, it would revive our families and our marriages and our nation. That's why we wanna honor these public servants today. Why? Because we want this to be a place of honor where gratitude is shown. Can we give God praise today? Number four. Number four, gratitude gets God's attention. Gratitude gets God's attention. Do you want God to bless you? Be thankful. Do you want God to hear your prayers? Be thankful. You want to see some miracles in your life? Be thankful. You want to shut off miracles in your life? Get an entitlement attitude. You want to shut off the uh, blessings and the prayers of God, uh, your effectiveness and your prayers, thank God you owe me. If you want miracles to flow, if you want to see God do the supernatural, say thank you, Jesus, Lord, in all things, Lord. I, I don't know how this situation is going to turn out, but I'm going to thank you in advance. No matter what happens, God, I want to thank you for who you are and what you do. Jesus answered, it says in verse 17 through 19, he says, we're not 10 cleansed. Where are the nine? And I want to ask you today, where are the nine? You know why? If the nine were here, this place would be packed today. 
Is that all right? Where are the nine? You know where the nine are? They forgot. They were on to the next thing. Today, this place would be full if every person would be here who's come in, given their life to Jesus, been baptized, been filled with the Spirit, their life changed. This place would be full, but there's too many people who over time they forgot and they're nowhere to be found. And Jesus says, where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner, this outsider? And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. This term, made you well, actually means this in the Greek, has saved you. What Jesus was saying is this. He's telling this man the same thing. Remember what he told the woman last week who came and anointed his feet with her tears? He said what? Your sins are forgiven. If you want to experience true blessing, be grateful. Here's what happens. God always goes the extra mile for people who go the extra mile for him. You see, the other nine, they left that day. They were healed physically, but not spiritually. And this man got a double portion. Not only was he healed physically, but he was healed spiritually. And how many knows that's the most important thing? The most important thing is to be saved. The most important thing is to have your sins washed away in the blood of the Lamb. And this man experienced that because he went the extra mile. And healing in our body is not the greatest miracle. It's the healing in our heart that is the greatest miracle. And if you're struggling here today and you're sick, if you have a situation that doesn't look like it's improving, I want to tell you that's not your biggest problem. Your biggest problem is do I know Jesus? Are my sins forgiven? Am I washed in the blood of the Lamb? If we could all stand to our feet right now, and if you're comfortable with it, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand, and I want you just to thank the Lord for all he's done for you. And if you have not given your life to Jesus, I want to tell you today, today's a good day. Because I can't promise you today that you'll go home today with your body completely healed, but I can promise you today, you can go home with your heart healed. And the good news is God has a way of taking care of all of it in time. So Jesus, we give you our heart, we give you our soul, and we say thank you. Come on, can we just praise him from the fruit of our lips, Lord? We thank you, God, for clothes on our table, or for clothes on our back and food on our table. Thank you, Lord, for every blessing. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, that we have the freedom in this country to worship you. Nobody came in today worried about someone following them, arresting them, because we're worshiping the name of Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Lord, and we thank you most of all for your name, the name above every other name. At every knee shall bow. 
and every tongue confess. That's not me being judgmental. That's just true. That Jesus Christ is Lord. And it's better to do it now than later. Because you're going to do it. It's just a matter of when. And so, Lord, we confess you over our life, God. I pray, Lord, anybody needs to be baptized, need to take the next step of baptism, Lord, I pray that they would do that today. If you want to take the next step, come see me after church, and we'll make that happen. But we're going to lift up our hands right now, and if you want to come, if you have a need today, if you need prayer, this altar is open, and we're just going to take the next couple minutes, we're going to sing this song one more time, and we're going to thank the Lord as we enter into this Thanksgiving week. Let's leave this house full of thanksgiving and gratitude for all that God has done for us. He's done so much for us. We can't tell all of it, but we can thank him for some of it. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise as we begin to sing this all over.